1: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
0: It's the Luke and Pete show. It is Monday, the 1st of March. Pinch, uh, Pinch punch first of the month, Luke Moore. You
1: haven't done that for a while, probably a month. So that's why you're out of No,
0: practice. exactly. Well, it's a short I, I wasn't expecting to do it now, but because it was such a short month, I was expecting to do it on right about the third, but I, I blindsided myself a little bit and now I went pin punt third of the month. Terrible business.
1: I think it's also, I think it's also, I'm right in saying it's bad luck to do it after midday. So, oh no. You're in big trouble, Donnie. Is it a bit like April Fool's Day? Oh yes! Why is it with that? What is it with that and midday? What is it with people and these kind of things and midday? That's what I want to know. I think it just gets tedious for people. <laughs> well, I've had enough of this now. Once a month and enough, and I can't even get exactly. through a whole day of that. Correct.
0: Correct. That's exactly right. What's going oh, then, Peter? How's
1: your weekend been? I saw. I saw oh, um, mate! I saw the dog you had access to, and you were out for a walk. Uh, I think maybe yesterday.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I was. Uh, what was I up to? Uh, yeah, I went for a stroll. Um, we've inherited like a little, uh, park bench, um, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> Quite simply, right. a lot of a lot it's as of good fun, as it gets, is it? Tom Fun style, and uh, uh, it's all rotten. So what I did was I got on my little scooter and travelled to the land of Hemel Hempstead, and I bought myself a big bit of wood. Uh, I hadn't measured it properly with a, with a with a ruler or anything, so I was literally playing it by ear. Actually, not literally. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, I was figuratively <laughs> playing it by playing with it by ear, and uh, yeah, I um I. Uh, fixed the, the bench I was quite pleased with my work quite frankly I've got some um, Has anyone sat some on it of, yet though? No because I've applied oil to the unpainted parts of the bench and therefore to, just, to, just to protect it from the rain protect it from the can, from the elements Luke Moore
1: You and my dad are peas in a pod my dad's been making <laughs> benches this whole lock I know down. he loves to make a bench he's all about that
0: it's good, isn't it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it immensely. But uh, yeah, we, we it 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 might be all right. It might not be all right. We, we'll see how we go. It it, mm. it it very much depends on how hot it's going to get in the next couple of weeks.
1: I, th- I think, Pete, if your ch- if this chat, this is as people know, this is an unplanned half an hour, twice a week. We you mm-hmm. we are a companion to people. We live the same lives as them and all the rest of it. But I think if your opening chat is going to be this red hot, so mm. every show, I think we should think about doing a cold open. <laughs> well, just go straight into it? Go straight into it, and then maybe a few into it. minutes in, then go, it's the Luke and Pete show. He's Pete, <sighs> I'm Luke. Uh... He's been messing about with a
0: big old bench, quite frankly. Yeah. But look, it was a lovely weekend. This is exactly the sort of thing you're supposed to be doing. I bought a belt sander, I bought a Black & Decker workmate, I had to put it together myself, and I could have done with the Black & Decker workmate to put the workmate together. It was, it, was, it was quite busy,
1: quite difficult for me this weekend. I'm exhausted. Your carriage must be absolutely... Bursting at the seams now.
0: Oh, look, it really is. My little my little elliptical trainer, my little weights bench, and then just all of the boxes from Amazon. Um,
1: (laughs) We we've got um, so I've got a few little bits to do with people um, uh, before we get into the show proper. Just to Mm. just to um, you know just to just to to bring people up to speed. So over the weekend, um, or it might have been earlier today, producer Nat um, popped a Instagram story. Uh, out there, trying to answer the question that we posed to each other last week, which was, "Who is the real sidekick to this show?" Because Pete, you are an award-winning or at least an award-nominated sidekick um, mm. from down the years. That you yeah. come second in a, in a top ten once, didn't you, of, of radio sidekicks? I've never, mm-hmm. as we know, I've never been nominated or, or won anything at all, ever before. Um, but on the question, who's the real sidekick? Um, 103 people said that I was, and just 78 said that you were. <laughs> so I'm officially the sidekick of the Luke and Pete show. Right. And um, Soup Sandwich on the uh, Instagram commented, I came for the Pete. And I stayed for access to the Luke, which is fair enough. (laughs) Uh, And Vish, our friend over on Football Ramble, voted Mm. that I was the sidekick. So he obviously feels very strongly about that as well. So how do you feel now being officially the main presenter of a Luke and Pete show? And would you prefer the name to be changed to the Pete and Luke show?
0: Well, I mean... Because that would work, Pete and Luke Shaw as as a pals. acronym or a initialization. is it's Well, it would be an acronym, wouldn't it? It would be, it would be pals. Yeah. So that would kind of work. I mean, it would be inaccurate at best, but it would kind of work. I'm glad I've got Vish yeah. uh, on my side. I'm glad I've got him well trained. But yeah, it's. Um, I'm 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 so happy that uh, that me being um, sidekick de sidekick. Uh, of choice uh, for a lot of people um, has kind of translated to me being the the head honcho on this uh, on this. What, does, what do you think of sure? good
1: Sykes? Just help me out because you've got experience in this, and I'm I'm mm. I've had this sort of recently bestowed upon me. So what what advice can you give me to become a successful sidekick to you?
0: Well, obviously, I made my name on a uh, friend of the looking and Pete show, Alex Zane's uh, breakfast show on, on XFM. I'd work with others like Lon Verne, Paul Tonkinson, remember him? Uh, and uh, 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 Tonks, Still find him? What's he up Danny to Danny Wallace. Yeah, it's, he's on... Twitter I saw it last time I saw him on a tube um, and he was saying how much he was how much he regretted having to leave XFM and he thought that him and Mark Haynes could have done a really great show ignoring the fact that I was also on that show a <laughs> <It's really laughs> little, little, little bit rude so I'm obviously not of them up for everybody when it comes to bit of being a sidekick but yeah I mean I, I, the thing the thing about the sidekick is you're always the underdog, aren't you? You're always, people will always gravitate to your cause, to your side, because they think it's somehow subversive. It's a very British idea, is it? Nobody wants to hang out with Ryan Seacrest. They want to hang out with, I'm trying to think who Ryan Seacrest's friend is. Whoever I do you Ryan, know Ryan Seacrest friend, is? He was like the big kind of swinging, uh, Mama Jama on the uh, on radio out there and obviously he did um, Pop Idol and X Factor and stuff like that. He was obviously the guy who hosted that. Um, so he was like one of the biggest names in, in in the world at one point and obviously his stars faded a little bit since then. But yeah, everyone wants everyone's on the side of the sidekick because the the main host is usually quite egotistical and arrogant and stuff like that. So therefore you're always going to go to that so then they become the main host. You know what I mean? So they they're, right. the, they're the reason why. People, so that's why I'm not saying people were listening to me back in the day for, for that reason. It's an easier job to be the sidekick. Obviously, it's an easier job. You don't have to do the hard stuff. You don't have to do the hard self or anything.
1: Yeah, but I'm, I feel like people are subverting the whole process then because I feel like I'm the arrogant, loud, noisy one, and you are the <laughs> underdog that everyone loves. So what's going on here? We've inverted the, the, the sidekick time continuum here by making <laughs> me the side. I'm happy to be it. I'm very, very happy to do it. The, the well, pressure's now off me, and it's incumbent upon you to do all the furniture and all the organisation yeah. for the show. Alongside well, I I, that. I
0: I kind of uh, spent uh, another thing I did over the weekend was I found uh, this. Uh, you can see it on camera. You may as well descri- I'll describe. You can describe. Okay, what, hang on. Let's have a look.
1: What this is. Hang on. He's just disappeared. Right. Here he is. Can you right. see?
0: Can you see this?
1: Oh, lordy. Uh, it looks like a massive slinky. <laughs> oh, it's a load of, it's a, it's a load of um, CDs on a rope.
0: Yeah, it's a load of CDs on a on a big rope, and I found them in Why? the garage
1: in the. <sighs> Um that's how again. i keep my Always CDs. The garage. That's <laughs>
0: that's They haven't got I any protective cases.
1: What are you no, going to do? They're
0: they just on a big string. Um and they're really heavy. And I just thought, I just saw them hanging up and I was like, you know what, that's no way to treat some of my memories. So I brought them inside and I thought I'm gonna find all the important stuff, the the, the stuff to cherish, my memories. Um and, and I thought I'll copy the oh, this why you sent me an audio drive.
1: clip over the weekend of you interviewing um um, Olga Kurilenko, Daniel Craig, and Daniel and Craig, Olga, Olga yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That 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 was on one of the CDs. Some of my old uh, XFM M work where I, I, I literally asked Daniel Craig whether um, I could lick his back. Oh, oh did he? Oh, no, you asked if he, he touched my back. He's
1: only just met you, so no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly, but I um I I had I did crank calls. I forgot I did crank calls on the radio. I was like a modern day Steve Pink, I was, um. But uh, but most importantly, I found an old um Sony, uh. You know, like the 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 the, the governing body of uh, radio awards is it used to be the Sony awards, yeah. um. And it's and it's not an award that for everybody out there uh, that is coveted by anyone um outside the the world of radio. In fact, nobody knows it bloody exists, but is the biggest thing in radio or was the biggest thing in radio. And I I found like a little folder on a, on a CD ROM uh, of my, like the Sony radio entries for the um, Alex and breakfast show. Uh, And it's literally just market. It says Mark Haynes touches a boob. Um, (laughs) Staff don't listen. Uh, and shit bags. That's all. <laughs> and also Alex poo in Iceland, and that, and that was the Sony Radio entry for that yeah. So if you're a fan of Clash of the Titles or Wrestle Me, no, we didn't even we didn't even chart, quite frankly. But it did remind me of a really really good um, feature that we used to do, and it's on the Sony Radio entry. Staff don't listen. Used to the Breakfast Show. Uh, it was relatively popular in a very small subset of uh, uh, Hoxton or, or Shoreditch in, in London, and um, we. We sort of figured out that a lot of people who worked on our floor and worked for our organization at XFM didn't listen to the show. They just didn't listen. They didn't care about yeah, it. Okay. We were never mentioned yeah. in like PR articles and stuff. It was always about someone else's show. And we realized that a lot of people on our floor didn't like us. So we would literally <laughs> every hour go, right, PR, Gemma Ebelis, uh, Gemma Eblis, I think her name was, um, you've got a phone in within 10 minutes. Or you're in big trouble, and so we would just basically call out members of staff who weren't listening to the breakfast show. How many of them Which would is, call in? None of them. Uh, they would only call in because someone else had heard it, like the boss had been listening for to shout at us for whatever we were doing, and then they, she would, he would call Gemma and go, "Right, ring in now because they're talking about you on the
1: radio." I would, I, I used to work at that same company then as well, <laughs> and I didn't uh... listen. No, exactly. Because, but these were people who worked for the company. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but the problem was, I think where I worked, we had to look after all the different stations, and so mm. I think we had to rotate the the station we listened to. So if you are head of music, a
0: if you are head of music or head of content at XFM, you should be listening True. to the XFM.
1: <laughs> did I tell you? Did I ever tell you the story about how um, one of my jobs at, when I actually had the job when I came back the second time and was actually working specifically on XFM? Mm. I had to work. I worked for this um, little section. Um, i can't remember what it's called now but it was like it was like an XFM club for like industry so people who it would be like advertisers who bought adverts on XFM or who uh, had been a friend of the station in some way would um would basically get special treatment and one of the special right. treatment things they would get would be something like i don't know like priority tickets to live events uh, mm. or whatever and they all used to get one cd a week right and um my job was to just to make sure no a month one cd a month and my job was that they used to uh, was to actually go and source the cds find Mm. out from the what cd they wanted and get it posted out to them and that was like a big part of my job anyway one of the guys who worked there one of the big decision makers who shall remain nameless um said don't buy the cds for the cd club people so there'd be about 150 of them right don't Mm. buy the cds for them through the radio station or through the company card, please buy the CDs from them by walking across Leicester Square into HMV Mm. and use my credit card because I want the air miles. <laughs> right so he probably end up spending about i don't know like seven eight hundred quid a time on cds that he wanted his air miles on his credit card so he would give mm. me his credit card and i would go over there with my with my shopping list buy all these cds with his credit card and bring them back in bags into the office to manually post them out however one month it triggered a um it triggered a fraud warning on his card, oh, right and and they said to me Excuse me, Mr. So and so, can you please step this way and answer some security questions with the bank? They're on the phone. Mm. And I was like, uh, it's not actually my card. And they were like, <laughs> okay, wait here uh... a minute. And I basically, to cut a long story short, I had to call him and say, if you don't come over here personally now, they're going to call the police. Right. Yeah. And he came over. But in the meantime, they just cut his card up with scissors. Oh, they did not. Because <laughs> the bank told them to instantly. So,
0: Well, well that's another thing, Luke. I, I know exactly who that person is. And I'll tell you for now, one of the other things I found on one of my CD-ROMs over the weekend was a picture of him, topless, being, uh, being carried aloft someone's shoulders covered in Guinness. So there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was it me carrying him? <laughs> you may have been in the picture. Yeah, you may have been. He's got a big fella, so it won't have He's been impossible fella, for yeah. me to carry it. But there you go. That's a trip down memory lane. Go. What other work memories do we have? Also, we I believe I've been told to tell you that we're all looking for life hacks at the moment, right? Mm. Life hacks. We want to hear your life hacks. Peter, you've got one a few weeks ago involving... Uh, you had one involving eggs and coffee, which I found absolutely baffling at the time, and I still don't put fully the, understand put now. the
0: eggs in the coffee. You don't need any expensive percolators or your French press. Just let the eggs do their work. Quite frankly, and and I think it. Not only that, it's quite a it, it's quite a nice sort of like idea that um uh like we're not just talking about um things to get you through your washing up or things to get you through your house clean. We're talking about like. Being able to save a bit of cash here and there as well. We're not talking about thievery. (laughs) We're talking about a meal (laughs) deal you like. We're talking about what's your favourite order uh, uh, at your high street, um, chemist or coffee shop.
1: (laughs) Yeah, email us in, hello at lukeandpetshow.com. And uh, another one, for example, would be our friend John Hillcock, Peter. He posted something Mm. on Instagram the other day of using, instead of using a filter for his coffee, he Mm. was just using simply... A piece of kitchen roll.
0: Good kitchen roll, though. It was like Blitz. a bounty. You see, it's, it's Blitz, Blitz, wasn't it? I'm a Blitz, Blitz man. Is the best love, one. A, love a bit of Blitz. So thick. You use Blitz. So luxurious. Yeah, they're bigger than the usual roll, so it's quite hard to sort of get it home from from Waitrose uh, on my scooter because that's my life now. Uh, I'm Jamie Oliver. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a difficult one. But, I, I, yeah, I think, um, for example, I thought of one, when you get your hair dye, you get some free gloves with them. So... So you don't need to buy your plastic gloves that week for your for no, your No, but surely um, you're surgery. using that
1: for the hair dye, otherwise you get hair all over Wash your. Wash them hands. off, mate. Wash them off. I was able to buy. I was able to buy fifty pairs of rubber gloves off the internet. Um okay. For I'll, I'll answer your turn. next question in a minute. <laughs> for for I think like two ninety nine. It's astonishingly right. cheap, and <laughs> I was buying them because I was going through a phase of making fresh turmeric drinks, and mm. if you want a great turmeric without gloves on. You are a fool. Right. You are a fool. It's as simple as that. What happens? Does it turn red? Does it do you touch your hands? Your orange. Your hands look right. like you've been smoking a hundred rollies a day for twenty years. <laughs>
0: I thought you were gonna fill it with um fill loads of um gloves, plastic latex gloves, with warm water and then put it on your leg and as if a lady's touching your leg. <laughs>
1: That's I haven't what done I would that do yet, but that's them. a life hack that I'd like to get involved with. <laughs> um, by the way, Peter, how are you approaching the lockdown haircut situation? Because you've got quite the skull at these days, and I want to know what you're going to do about it. Luke, you know exactly what I'm
0: doing because you've clearly caught a little peek. Look at that bad boy! Look at that! Oh no, it's come out! Me,
1: me, me! Ponytails come out! <laughs> you look like you look like a um, you look like a an aging samurai.
0: Yeah, I'll take it. Look. I will absolutely take it. The kanji for um, samurai, the, the the Japanese writing uh, sort of symbol, you know, like these really complex kind of things, and there's, you need to learn two thousand just to read a bloody newspaper. Um, yeah. But the, the sign for um, uh, uh, samurai also just means respected job.
1: <laughs> Does it really? That's yeah. brilliant. Big in it. That's a brilliant respected translation. Job. That's fantastic. And, and why are you? Why are you a man who, if you don't mind me reminding everyone, who was is forty next month, mm. walking around with a ponytail in your hair just around mm. your house? Mm.
0: What, why am I doing that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, my hair's too long, and I
0: can't get a haircut. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm flirting with growing my hair out and to sort of say, look, I may be forty, but the follicles are still in there, still kicking.
1: Are you worried that if you were to shave it off completely, it won't cut, it won't grow back? Uh, no I about. think I'll be
0: I think it'll be all right. I think I'll be all right. I'm doing all right for 40. Everything else is hurting and screaming and just a weird sap oozing out of my orifices but that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Before we go to a break I want to um I want to let you know about a um a fireball uh Ooh. basically a meteor that um burned up over Cheltenham the last couple oh, yes. of
0: days. Oh yes. I b- I believe it nearly hit um, the always accent Kelly Wells's house. Really? <laughs> yeah, she, she's right in the middle of the um, the the what do you call it? Like the, the subset of um, villages that, uh, that that it nearly hit. Have they found it yet? The subset of villages.
1: Um, apparently, they're just there are basically uh, some fragments that have broken off, and mm. um, they are likely to have fallen just north of Cheltenham, out towards a place called Stowe on the Wold, um, but most likely on um, farmland. So get yourself right, out okay. there if you're near there and go and have a look. Um, there's I realize I just outed
0: Kelly Wells and, and where she lives. It, <laughs> apologies,
1: reason, apologies, Kelly. <laughs> and and, they've, said, and they've, said, um, they've said, oh, if you do go out there, just make sure you get a clean bag and some... And apparently the recommended thing to do is get some aluminium foil to wrap them in so you can keep them... So they don't get contaminated them. too much because right. people want to study them. But the reason I bring this to the table... It's because I had no idea about this. There's an organisation called the UK Fireball Alliance. Who just go around trying to find fireballs as best they can. How do I become a member of that?
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, what's their job? I mean, presumably they don't get the information at source. I mean, NASA probably go, kick your head down, everyone who lives in Cheltenham. Um, We've got got some um, pernicious projectiles coming in hard.
1: Yeah, I don't really know where they get their information from, where they get their intel from, how you become a member, whether Mm. it's a front for some kind of superhero (laughs) organisation, and then nothing about it.
0: I would, if I, if that was my, if it was my job to come and collect, right, and if I knew people were coming to collect um, these, these, these bits of comets and stuff, I would find one. Uh, and just cover it in something weird, like fucking strawberry jam or something, and they'd be so confused. They'd be studying it for years. Why is this covered in this sticky kind of strawberry flavored juice? What's going on there? <laughs> they,
1: they, they. Um, there's a big debate. I mean, we talked about this maybe a couple of weeks ago, and someone emailed in quite irately about Avi Loeb, who's this Harvard um, astronomer and astrophysicist who says that mm. um, you know he's trying to essentially lead the charge into getting more funding for the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. And the first ever, um, um, uh, what's it called interstellar object came into the solar system and uh, a few years ago called Oumuamua. Uh, and it was long and flat. And it looked like it might've been man-made, and people were losing their shit about it. And they were checking it for radio thing, radio signals and everything, but they mm. didn't find anything. But the point being that, um, Imagine if that did come through the solar system and they, people found it and it just had, like, mushrooms growing on it or something.
0: <laughs> that would be epically good. Or the word tits written on in a Sharpie. Well, this is just confusing.
1: So yeah. <laughs> yeah, just spray-patted on it. <laughs> Classic. All right, let's have a yeah. little break, Peter. When we come back from our break, we will do some of your emails uh, that have been emailed into hello at Luke and show dot com, and we've had some belters, so don't go anywhere. plushcare.com slash weight loss
0: This week at Sukarnov On Clash of the Titles things got a little awkward when Alex Vicky and Chris discussed the Incredible Hulk going to the hairdressers Have you
1: never had a haircut? And gone? that is not what I asked for I can't remember what it's like to go to the (laughs) hairdressers Oh god sorry sorry that's triggering sorry That's on me Bad Bad move Absolutely I didn't I forgot I forgot. Because
0: we haven't seen you for such a long time. We forgot you've got no (laughs) No, hair. I'm still bald.
1: Yeah, it hasn't grown back (laughs) magically since we last spoke.
0: (laughs) And over on Football Ramble Presents, the On the Continent team have been keeping you across all the European knockouts, as well as a possible title race in League 1 as well.
1: Icardi can be so frustrating because he can be just one of the most impressive finishers. But you know, when he's not quite on it, he's kind of like the David Blaine in football. Like he spent a lot of time in a box <laughs> not doing anything. <laughs>
0: Find Clash of the Titles and Football Ramble Presents on your favourite podcast player. And listen now. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. We've got an email address. It costs a couple of quid a year to keep going so you'd better use it it's hello at yeah. com. if you want to get in touch you can also get in touch via the Instagram uh, and also Twitter as well there are so many great avenues uh, both uh, free at source for us and not so free at source uh, that I recommend you use I don't want to get you too far through the, the curtain about our, how much our administrative uh, overheads are no tell them tell them it's a couple of quid a year to run a mailbox guys so use mm. it guys use it and cherish <laughs> us
1: <laughs> yeah, no, And the, the great thing is, we bear all that fee, 100% of the fee ourselves. So the cost to you guys remains absolutely zero. Exactly. So fill your boots. When, enjoy it. When, Just the when time was, taken so to write the email. That's all it costs.
0: When I was saying they were they went overhead, it really reminds me of, do you remember, um, the flight of the concords tv show the first series set in new york uh and and uh one of the songs he's sort of talking about um kids in you know in in the far east making um making trainers sneakers for 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 pennies um but why aren't the trainers very cheap what are your overheads (laughs) what are your overheads (laughs) why are they still so
1: expensive (laughs) It's like in extras when they make a little uh, Ray doll of Ricky Gervais's Andy Milman's character uh, <laughs> uh, in in the in the sitcom within the sitcom where that when the whistle blows and Ricky Gervais's character doesn't want them to make it uh, because they're being made in sweatshops in China <laughs> and what and, and his agent goes well the thing is yeah, they're, they're being made by children it's they perfect. Perfect audience. They're probably having a way of a time mucking around with these little dolls. And then, and then Barry from <laughs> Friesender just goes, well, I hope it doesn't distract them from the work because they'll probably get a beating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Anyway, oh, emails bloody. at lookofpeatshow.com as Pete and I have already said, I want to clear up, Peter, if it's all the same to you. I want to clear up um, some good road names, some place names, nice. some road names. The Lovely. UK's very good for it. Um we should, so we should definitely share the wealth. So, Simon, by the way, Simon, who, whose name himself is Simon Oak, which is a fantastic name, strong name. He says, uh, after the subject of clo- um, close by oddly named streets to where we live came up on a podcast, I thought I'd email you about some of the roads near my house. Within a two mile radius of the village of South Anston near Sheffield, are the, the delightfully named Pocket Handkerchief Name, uh, sorry, Pocket Handkerchief Lane. Penny Peace Lane and Worry Goose Lane.
0: Oh, that sounds a little bit like a place where you'd get your uh, your pocket watch stolen. Just sounds like people sneaking around, checking out your pocket. pocket I'd be Acatuce very upset if
1: I didn't see a worried goose down Worry Goose Lane. Um, <laughs> Simon, thank you for sending that in. He says, keep up the good work. As a listener from day one, it seems your unique blend of shit and shenanigans is right up my street. Who provides the shit, Pete? And who provides the shenanigans, do you think? I'm, uh,
0: your shit, I'm Shinola got another difference mm. got another difference it's important
1: um ian's mm. also been in touch so i just want to let you know that i live less than four miles from dick place in edinburgh um and my parents live less than half a mile away from it and dick place also happens to lead on to cumin place which i guess <laughs> if you read it a certain way it could be Cummin place which yeah. always used to amuse me walking home from school thanks for that ian
0: thanks Ian Um, hello to who have we got here Ali Darlow lovely old job hello Uh, so glad you enjoyed digging deeper into my email last week about the chimpanzee war never have I seen something before that just screams Luke and Pete like that story however I'm emailing for a different reason this week, I'm going through your back catalogue, and on the first of June, 2020, uh, in your episode "Leave Your Facts at the Door," you talked about <laughs> a story of two French boys finding some gold bars in their nan's house that had been there since the 1960s. The dream, Luke, the dream, find a big chunk of gold. Um, oh, when yeah. talking about the value of these gold bars, Luke made the throwaway comment saying to spend all the money on skittles. Now this annoyed me because for a couple of days I kept wondering uh, just how many skittles those two bars could buy you. So I worked it out. Good work, Ali Dala. I've been wanting to read this for for a couple of weeks. Um, Uh, But I haven't got around to it. But according to the story, each gold bar was worth fifty-two thousand euros, which could be converted uh, into eighty-nine. I think cracking on for 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 ninety grand in UK money. Uh, If you're buying skittles from Sainsbury's, one hundred ninety grams back for uh, one pound, and obviously you can buy near enough (laughs) ninety thousand bags, which means you which means you would have. 17 million grams worth of skittles 17 and a half tons worth of skittles uh and the closest accurate measurements i, got, I could find online for the weight of an individual skittle was uh, just over a gram each but the, the uh, alley does give us the full uh the full number this means that for that amount of skittles it's going to be made up of 16 and a half, plus a load, individual, million individual Skittles. Not sure to do with that information, but it's put my mind at ease. So imagine in your uh, home, in your loft. Do you have a loft in your home, Luke? Uh, I do, a very sizable one, actually. Lovely. So you probably could yeah. fit 16 and a half million Skittles up there. I
1: like the idea that a gold bar is worth mm. 16 and a half million Skittles. Mm, I mean, yeah. what Ali could have done is just emailed that, couldn't he?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we could have probably could have just surmised the rest. He didn't have to go farther than that, Ali, but thank you very much. Do you know how they um, polish? I presume it's the same with Skittles. Do you, have you seen how they polish um, Smarties?
1: No. Come on, tell me about this. How has this never come up before?
0: When they... I am reliably informed that to polish a Smartie uh, at scale... <laughs> <laughs> um, you put them in a big skip and you just give them a little jiggle and they rub off each other and, uh, yeah, they become okay. shiny. That's not bad, is it? I think, Petey,
1: and, and it makes perfect sense because when you and I rub off each other, we do have, have a very lovely shine afterwards, don't we? We do. It's merely sweat and
0: lube, but either way, it's yeah. it's a it's a sight it to behold. shiny
1: from a distance. It's shiny, it shiny from, from a, a, distance, a distance. The
0: world looks blue and green and the cap mountains white.
1: And that's what, what we, we do it? up in the attic. Pete and I rub <laughs> off against each other to shine ourselves up in my attic, and then um, we tuck into as many skittles as we can with our tops off. Careful you don't fall into the cavity wall. We haven't got insurance. Um, yeah, right. What I would I think... like, Pete, can I just can I just <laughs> well, further encourage this behaviour from Ali? Mm. Ali, if you're if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, what I want you to do for the next phase of your skittles project, and it is yeah. a project, right. uh, is to roughly work out. Of that 16.5 million and change, as our American cousins say, Skittles, mm. um, how many of them are each respective color? Is it a perfectly like equal, equal split between all different colors? How many of each color are we seeing? Is mm. one color more prevalent than the other? Because red is a more popular color than, say, yellow. We need yeah. answers to this. And if anyone else listening wants to weigh in and bring yet more information to the Skittles project, please do so. Please get in touch with any other information about the shining of other confectionery perhaps your parents take a lot of valium i don't know get involved <laughs> what i don't like what how do they how they do they like- schedule don't they I, know, I guess they do, yeah. The chat of um, the chat about um, the use of Valium in the United States in the fifties and sixties is absolutely mind blowing. Oh, it sounds brilliant! It is mind
0: blowing. It's as a man who on on more than one occasion has uh, popped a couple for a long flight. Uh, it it just sounds like a lovely way to live.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you, 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 take you, drugs, you, kids. You're you're all um you're surrounded with a lovely warm blanket of existential <laughs> bliss until the plane lands and you realise you've got you're to drive home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you've wet yourself. Yeah, I, I would also
0: like uh, finally, for, finally, for now, uh, Ali Dala. I'd quite like Ali to figure out uh, and let me know precisely how many of those 16 and a half million Skittles I could eat before I died.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're pretty. I am certain, twelve stone.
0: You,
1: you might turn a certain colour first. Maybe, maybe i will turn all the colours of the rainbow. My tongue would certainly do that. So, so the the other thing about that type of stuff is that um, I believe there's a load of food dyes and colorants and different bits and pieces that are absent from British confectionery, but they are uh, uh, they're, they're they're they exist in American confectionery because the laws are different, right?
0: Yeah. So, okay. if
1: you eat like Cheetos in the US, you get your hands to get all orange like turmeric because they use a particular <laughs> uh, colouring that's banned in the UK. Yeah. Um, so i wonder whether alex uh, sorry ali when you're working this out whether you need to take mm. into account american ingredients british ingredients because for Correct, example yeah. m&ms are completely different in the us they taste completely different so the recipe is obviously different these are all things you're gonna have to work out before you even move on to the next lot of confectionery get the skittles right first i think pete you could probably eat how much do you reckon you get in a bag i reckon you could probably eat I reckon you could eat five hundred skills.
0: Yeah. Okay. If you yeah, had, to. I reckon I could probably, Yeah, I, I reckon I'd probably do more. I reckon I'd do a thousand. I mean, I, I would, I would die. <laughs> I reckon I could get a thousand down me before my brother in law fifty eight
1: chicken nuggets.
0: <laughs> that is an astonishing amount. Of chicken and my nuggets. mate
1: Phil ate um, seven of the ten targeted fillet fishes before he was sick. So all these things are, you know, you, you can reach for the moon here. A lot of these things are possible. I wonder. <laughs> as long how as you many, got a drink. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. I wonder how many um how many calories you can eat. How many, how many calories an average human being can eat before they die?
0: <laughs> right, okay. But I mean, most like proper like swimmers and rowers and stuff, they take on an astonishing amount of calorific content, don't they?
1: Yeah, they're burning it off. It's it's difficult for a lot of... Some top athletes, it's difficult for them to get enough calories that they need, I think. But Mm. that's why they use gels and all that kind of stuff. But listen, I'm off for for a calorie-rich gel myself, so we're going to wrap up here. (laughs) Um, We'll be back on Thursday for more of this nonsense. Hopefully, we'd have heard from Ali by then. But if not, send us your emails in yourself. Hello at Mm. com. Perhaps they'll be confectionery-themed. Perhaps they won't. Either way, they'll all be welcome Uh, And we will read every single one of them. And don't forget, more importantly, it's absolutely free to send an email. There's no cost to you, the emailer, at all. Pete and I will bear the brunt of that cost ourselves. That's a Luke and Pete show guarantee for as long as the show exists. Pete, can you back me up on that? Yeah, we'll always see how we go. We'll see how. Once you get started (laughs) getting out in
0: office, you'll know what's happened. Exactly.
1: Sorry, mate. Never rule out a revenue stream. That's business number one hundred and one, isn't it? (laughs) Sorry. Uh, We'll see you next time. All right then. Bye.